Stay away from hell from my Get out and get out and live. What happens in between my legs is my own business. Cliff and Kendall, Cliff and Kendall, Cliff and Kendall. Forever and always, always, always. I'm a hundred man, man, all over the world, and really good. Sorry, Kendall, that's what came out when I thought about our show, and also. You know, these people on this vow renewal, I know that you're off the sauce. These people. But other people are still on the sauce because they have no problem with the sauce. sauce. And they can handle it. Some people can handle their sauce, Kendall. That's just how it is. Hey, Cliff, just like I'm not one of those people as a vegetarian, Mm. you know, I can't handle when people are eating meat around me. I'm fine with it. And I'm fine with people drinking their sauce, whether I'm on it or not. Uh, well, you know, I was not going to bring this up, but since you did broach your vegetarianism, oh, speaking, that reminds me of this beautiful brooch that Mrs. Potter Butter Butter is wearing at this vow renewal. It is it lovely. Is, oh, it catches the light. It really upstages the woman who's getting married or renewing her vows. Don't let her, don't let her hear that. No, she'll, it's just you know, it's she'll freak gorgeous, out. Gorgeous, just because it's gorgeous. It'd be like if Madonna was in the front row. It's the bride's going to be upstaged. There's no way around it. <laughs> But, Kendall, you brought up your vegetarianism. And <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice. A lifestyle choice. <laughs> and because I was laughing at the way that you were talking about the babies, like a big beef eater and loves to eat chicken necks. And you were saying, oh, well, I wouldn't want to force the baby into anything. I, and if they I just mean, choose to have that lifestyle. So they make the decision. And, they, you know. and I thought, can I, can we be completely honest this early in the show? Or do we need to wait till everybody's asleep <laughs> for 45 minutes? I think, I think the FCC is okay with it. <laughs> I have known a lot of them, not just one. Um, vegetarian parents, right? And I've known ones where the, both the parents were vegetarians, and I've known ones where one was, one wasn't. And my thought, and this is honest, okay, because you know I don't try to tell people what to do. I don't tell them, <laughs> uh, you know, what they're doing is right or wrong. I might tell them in this case, like, it's hilarious what you're doing, but it's not right or wrong. <laughs> you might just point out the, hum- <laughs> the humor. humor in it. <laughs> yeah, you know, for people who don't hey, stuff. I'm they, just pointing this out. I'm just pointing, I'm just pointing this out. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Your, de- just your life out. decisions are humorous to me. <laughs> but, you know, I've known these couples and it, were, it was sort of contentious. One wanted the baby to be a vegetarian, the other didn't. And to and I never said anything. I always just nod and affirm <laughs> what other people say. I say, oh, I get it. I get it. And I do get it to a point. But privately, deep down, I was always thinking, well, let him eat a fucking hamburger. Who cares? Let, you know? So that was always <laughs> my response before this. Until Kendall had the <laughs> funniest most hilarious reasoning to ever given uh, about the baby. Like, well, I, if it you the baby as though it has a choice as to what it's eating. But anyway, I, I did talk to the, some ladies at the library. We were shelving books the other day and just gabbing like two hands over the back fence. Yeah. And I, I was saying, you know, I have this friend. He says, you know, he's just the baby. It's not a year old. And he just lays some beef out there. And if it eats it, it eats it. It's, you know, he don't want to force him into a lifestyle. And I said, what do you think about that? I, and I didn't even say, I, I think it's funny. Uh, I just said, what do you think about that? <laughs> and this the woman, she said, well, I think that that makes a lot of sense. She does something similar. She has a newborn. And while it's sitting there in the high chair, she lights a cigarette and just puts it there in the tray. <laughs> and if the baby picks it up and starts puffing away, then, hey, you know, she's not forcing it. Or But she, give, she gives it the option of being a chain smoker. And it's up to a one-pack-a-day habit, actually, by this point. And so, I, you know, I wanted to say... <laughs> I do think it's funny, but I stand corrected because I've, I've seen these other parents that do basically the same thing. So, you know, I just say, God bless you. 
and I hope everything turns out okay. Well, it's just funny. It's just, just funny. funny. Well, Cliff, you know, I can see it both ways. I can, I can see, see it both it ways. Both ways. <laughs> I, the only thing I think is funny is your, uh, you know, your reasoning. Again, as I stated previously, feed it whatever you want. Food kibble. But here's I don't the care. Other, it's not my baby. Here's the other thing, too. Like, you know, it, it's not bad, like, for a growing baby to have protein either, you know. Like, in in higher sources, if it can. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's not it's not my choice to make that decision for a baby. For the baby. That's right. And so I wonder if do you also put out battery acid or uh, other, you know, the insulation. What's that pink stuff that's up in the attic? Just next to the little bowl of Cheerios. Little bowl of cut up hot dogs. I think there's a there, there might be a step between insulation and <laughs> like, meat. Baby, if it wants to eat, I hear there's a lot of protein in it. Is all I'm saying. But that's not what we're here to talk about, Kendall. I did not mean to hijack the show, and I blame you because you mentioned your vegetarianism, and I I had to go there. Well, but that's not even what the show's about. Of course, Kendall. would you please? I don't even know what it's about anymore. I've forgotten. I truly have. I'm looking. I'm trying to see here. Oh, travel tips. Are you sure? Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was maybe about vowel renewals, about parenting mistakes, something like that. Oh, no, that's just an that's just added that's bonus. Just bonus material. These are like the hidden tracks on an album. The, the bonus tracks. I don't think you've even mentioned... I didn't think you've mentioned the, the vowels or anything. We we went straight into parenting. Well, and I'm... And again... I'm sorry, listeners, on behalf of Kendall, I apologize for him for bringing that up. That whole thing that I'm sure we'll never discuss again. And I want Kendall, though, because as I say, I've got this canned champagne over here that I'm drinking. So I don't even know how to form into words why we're at our store, Cliff and Kendall's Playhouse, why they had to move all of our merchandise into my mini Madonna museum in the back. You explain, Kendall. Well, they, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns friend, she's, you know, they're renewing their vows. And, you know, I, if you want to ask me, I think they thought, like, where's the best place they could do it at? Like, honestly, in Busheltown. Oh, I thought they came here because it was the emptiest place in Busheltown. Well, hey, I, I didn't say why. They were like, that's the place I'd want to have it. They, well, you know, there's well, still something why. to be said for that. There you go. So anyway, they wanted to have it here at our store. And, uh... Oh, well, and they they were rained out, but... Oh, yeah. You know, of, of all indoor places, ours is the best. They were. I think they were going to have it in Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's backyard garden. There where she got the canopy of leaves and all. But it, did, it is a oh, thunderstorm. Yeah. So. Well, and Ugh. then they, they wanted to go to Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn's store. But they were like, well, there's too many customers in it at the time. They didn't want to shoo them out. So they seemed like ours was the next best place. Oh, there was a big line of people waiting there to buy butter and pottery. You know, they had one of those little take, take a number things and all the numbers were taken. That's how they knew that there was just not room. Well, and I'm sure they were all heading over here right after they well, finished there. But since they were there at the time, we went ahead and let them do it here. Well, but anyway, so they're out there. They're trying to get some chairs set up and... Uh, move things around, get the flowers, get the guests. And so we said, this sounds like a good time to go record our show and talk about travel and travel tips and hacks. Kendall, you know... Well, Cliff, it's always a good time to talk about travel. It's, ne- it's never a bad time to talk about it. Now, I always, which is another way of saying it's always a good time to talk about it. Or it's at least, the very least, listeners, always a neutral time to talk about it. So I want you, Kendall, the co-host... To share with me some of your personal tips and hacks for the traveling. That's like that song I was humming a few minutes ago. I'm traveling all over You remember that one? Yeah. I got travel tips for you. Sing them. Sing it, sister. All right. Cliff, just like anything else. Good travel begins with good planning. Oh. You know me. 
I am such a planner. I thought you were gonna say it begins at home. No, that well, I guess it does kind of begin, and begin ends at home. home. It's like a circle. But no, even before the even before the home part, you're you're already planning your travel, and you know I like to make sure I have everything that I need when I'm on uh, if I'm on vacation or traveling for work, and I have it all like sorted, and I know exactly where everything's at. And you want to make sure like you plan ahead for places if you need to make reservations somewhere. You know, like when I would go to Disneyland, it was like, you got to go here, you got to go here. You hit this first. You know, it's very important the order in which you do things. So it's all about planning. You have to plan. But then is there also something to be said, Kendall, about those people who they just get in the car and they go and they go. Well, there's a time and place for everything. All right. There's a time and a place, folks. To everything, turn, turn, turn. Turn. It is the season. Now, Kendall, I think that definitely you have got to slow down to enjoy your trip. Remember that episode in the Andy Griffith show called Man in a Hurry? And it was he stopped by Mayberry and on the weekend his car got screwed up or something and he got stuck there. And even though Aunt B was like, hey, would you like some homemade ice cream? Out here on the porch, and you know, and what sounds better than that? Nothing. But he's like, no, no, I need to go to Wally's Fillings. He was in a hurry, and what he didn't realize was to stop, drop, and look around at everything around you when you're on a vacation, or like this guy was. He was on the journey. He wasn't from Mayberry. He was passing through, because you never know when the universe, the Tao itself is going to reveal to you, Kendall, something real and true, like ice cream on Aunt B's porch, for God's sake. God? See, I thought you were talking about that movie with Michael J. Fox, Dr. Hollywood. Oh, I was, when you said that, I thought The Secret of My Success, where he pretends to be a CEO. <laughs> and no. It, there's so many movies that can relate to all these moments. Oh, speaking of, this was so cute. I'm sure you've seen it. I think I saw it in a TikTok of all places. God forgive me. But Michael J. Fox, they had uh, clips of him when he was filming The Frighteners. You know, have you seen this? Oh, yeah, well, yeah I love, well, I love The Frighteners. I don't know. I haven't seen the uh, clips. When these clips, it was some bloopers, folks. Get called those blooper TV shows because they're going to need this one. But <laughs> he kept accidentally calling people Doc. Well, he's like, oh, we got to get oh, upstairs, Doc. Oh, I, oh. I, did, yeah. I did see that. Now I remember that now that you said that. Yep, I did see it. It was so that, cute. That was amazing. I loved it, yeah. You know I loved it. You know I loved it. I loved it as well. It was a lovable thing, speaking of love. Good. We we both loved it. Um, You're in here talking about love, which is very appropriate for what's going on, boys. Oh, isn't it just a lovely occasion? And we've done the best we can with the decorations in such a quick time span. You know, I would have had many more flowers, but they all got wet over the garden. I couldn't bring them into the store. Oh, and I ordered a few more dozen tulips there, but Charles, the contractor, he accidentally backed over them with his pickup truck on his way to go buy some Fritos. Oh, whoops. Well, we'll have to work with what we have, dear. We have some some posters and some and crystals. Maybe we could do something with that as decoration. Well, you could put, do something with it, but push them into the closet, maybe. Um, now, why is this... I mean, do we refer to them as the bride and the groom or just the the re-bride and the re-groom or whatever? They look like <laughs> a little bit like they're having a shouting match over there where usually my clearance and just like that and that's no joke, t-shirts usually are. So is have y'all noticed some tension between the rebride and the regroom today? Oh yeah, I think you could just call them the bride and groom. Um, but I, <laughs> yes. I, I I haven't really noticed anything out of the sorts as of yet. But I, maybe they're just practicing their vows. <laughs> they're probably doing that, or perhaps Sugar Lump there rehearsing a play. <laughs> That's oh, a possibility. That very, that very well could be. They they might be going to a play on their honeymoon. It could. They could be. Maybe they're uh, going on tour. <laughs> in one of those two-person things uh, for the honeymoon. What, I mean, God, what do I know? Nothing. I know nothing about these people. Except for they're here in our store, and they <laughs> moved all my Madonna posters into the back next to 
whatever it is, Kendall sales on his side. I the got, they're arguing over which crystal's the best. Maybe they're arguing over which Madonna album is the best, since I have so many of my signed album covers. Of course, I'm, I, I signed them and wrote my own personal memories on them. Uh, but there are a lot of them hanging over there, you know. But it could be anything, Kendall, it could be anything. They, maybe they're talking about their own travel tips, and they're, it does appear that they're getting a bit heated about their travel tips over there. But I just hope that there's nothing that they, like, start throwing at each other or something because this this is weird, wild yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of glassware over there. Let's let's keep it clean. Oh. Oh, yeah, well, there's this is a lot of presumption. Maybe we should just go check in with them and see how everything is. Yes, but I like Gandalf's suggestion about keeping things clean. I think I'll go get a broom. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right. <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh well, I'm just—they completely threw me off guard coming in with all that. It was very weird. But now some of these guests out there—I think that one woman in with the puffy pink shoulders—I think that must be the re uh, matron, matron of honor or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like reanimate. It is. But they Ooh. seem to be getting a kick out of our uh, decor. You know, our, my big Madonna posters and that big wax sculpture we had made of Ernest from all the half-melted Halloween pumpkin candles. Yeah, and we've got the big um, cardboard cutout of Bette Midler from Hocus Pocus. Oh, my gosh. And then there's the photo behind it of when you and I dressed as Sarah and Mary and stood beside it on Halloween. And so it looks like the three of us. You know, one of my favorite photos is of my dad. It's when he came to some parent fall, or I guess probably a fall festival at my elementary school. And it's him standing by this cardboard cutout of Dolly Parton from the 80s. She has sort of her bubble blonde hairdo. Oh my gosh. And it's just the best. And I think that that's something that has fallen by the wayside or the cardboard cutouts in this digital age. But I'm glad to see that we're bringing them back if nobody else is, for God's sake. Yeah, maybe. Well, I started to say we could make them some of our of us, but not no, enough cardboard. Not enough cardboard. Yeah. Not enough cardboard. Can do Don't it. even need to say it anymore. But I got some more <laughs> travel tips. Please Damn it. release them. <laughs> Let them I go. Just, I can't. I can't hold them in any longer. The best time to book holiday travel <gasps> is off season or you know vacation travel. Uh, 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 you know, not only whatever country you're in or whatever country you're going to, because that is going to, you know, really free things up. Like you want to avoid school holidays and national holidays and uh, research the main holidays in your destination to avoid traveling to them on a busy time. I think that's a good idea because you could go somewhere else that is busy. That's, you know, at a not busy time and then go to the busy place at the other time. There you go. Now, Kendall, here's something that I wish people would do, and I want you to do it. I want you to agree to doing this before I even say what it is. You know, I hate, I like to plan things out, but sure, I'll agree. Kendall, I want you, especially you, to break out of your comfort zone on your travels. Kendall, go and bungee jump. Go and get in a barrel and go over Niagara Falls. Go and get in one of those uh, things. What are the hang gliding? And you you could probably make one of those videos where like a big bird just comes and sits on your knee while you're gliding up there in the... I don't think any of those things were rated for people my size, like particularly (laughs) to be doing those things. Well, you just need an XXXXL hang glider. That's all. (laughs) We we couldn't afford the amount of fabric to get to to make a hang glider that big. And, you know, (laughs) somewhere there's enough... Fabric, you know that artist you love who wraps everything in fabric in the out of doors. You know, he wraps the buildings. You know, you love that guy. It's, Andy Goldsworthy? I don't know. Is that who it is? But he doesn't anyway, wrap in fabric. He wraps in uh, sort of iambic pentameter. Is that what it is? <laughs> but no, Kendall, <laughs> I'm, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm just here to suggest that all of our listeners... Break out of their comfort zone. Do something that you wouldn't normally do. And you know what? That's what makes your life 
seem longer if you're into that kind of thing is when you do new things because if you do the same old thing your brain is hardly even paying attention because it knows exactly what's going on like listeners have probably caught on that after 15 16 years of us doing this show our brains are barely even paying attention as we are doing these episodes because we've done so many, hundreds and hundreds, in fact. It's like driving a car, you know? It is. And then the next thing you know, it's I know what you did last summer. And that's why you've got to do some fun things outside of your comfort zone. Kendall, would you do it, please? You already agreed. Sure. He's going to do it, folks. Let's give it up for Kendall. <laughs> so I just don't know what that's going to be yet. Um, Cliff, yeah. I got some more travel tips, though. Well, travel it up. Um, keep copies of everything's important to you, like when you carry with you on, on, on yourself. Like, take a photo of it and, like, keep it in your phone because, you know, and, like, on the cloud, if you have a cloud. Because... You could always get robbed, and then you don't have all this important information with you. Oh, no, that's terrible. I don't want to be, you know, like going negative, but, you know, my mom, she would be like, it's dangerous out there. You got to make sure you're smart. Well, and she would be right. And here's the last thing I've got to say about travel. Do you have anything else about travel? A A lot of good stuff? I mean, those were the big ones. Oh, well, shit. Okay. Well, then I'm going to say that this one is great. Bring some good traveling shoes. Belches. No. (laughs) You know that song, The Christmas Shoes? Well, these are traveling shoes. Because wherever you go, whatever you do, you're going to be walking a lot. Even if you're at a wonderful place like Disney World, you got to walk your ass all over that place. Or if you're just going... On a shopping spree to the malls of America. You're going to walk, bitch. You could better work, bitch. So you are going to need some lightweight, multi-use, comfortable traveling shoes. Whatever is comfortable to you, Kendra. What do you think is the most comfortable kind of shoe? <gasps> uh, you know, just some sneakers. I, I want it when sneakers. I run into Tom, uh, Tom Hanks, I mean, Forrest Gump, I want him to say, those must be comfortable shoes. Uh. You know, like some, um, uh, you know, old dad shoes. <laughs> Those do look comfortable. The, the ones you get like at, you know, Walmart or, you know, well, with, with like with the extra orthopedic in there. That's that's the comfy ones. If you, if all you want, I have you know. to do is follow you because you're the old dad these days. Kind uh, of. Just I'll, I'll get one of those shirts that says, do follow me. To comfortable shoes. Do, 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 Lord, oh, do, Lord, do follow me, oh, whoa, whoa. All right, Kendall. Do, do. Oh, that's what I would do, do, and that's not a joke. <laughs> not a joke, and neither should these be classified as such. Oh, uh, only your hairdresser knows for sure, Kendall, whether these are jokes or not. But, you know, personally, I told my doctor that I broke my arm in two places, he told me to stop going to those places. That's a good idea. Now, the funny thing, Kendall, you know how I was talking about the funny thing about your parenting earlier? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the funny thing about the evening news is they begin with good evening, and then they proceed to tell you why it isn't. <laughs> Whoa. It's true. It's true. It is true. What's true is true. It's Clip, true. You know, funny because it's know why, true. Yeah. You know why hummingbirds hum? Uh-uh. They don't know the lyrics. They, they don't know the words. <laughs> and you know you know why cows have hooves and not feet? Something in the Bible. They lack toes. Oh. All right. Kendall, now speaking of things that uh, talk, you know, I know that they say money talks, <laughs> but all mine says is bye, bitch. <laughs> now, you know, listeners, you know, Kendall and I, we laugh a lot about how competitive we are. Of course, I laugh a lot more. And now, Kendall, I want to ask you this on a personal level. Why is it impossible to starve in the desert? It's because of all the sand which is there. Oh. <laughs> I have to also just say this. I know you're itching to get in another joke. But there were these two antennas that decided to get married, Kendall. Speaking of marriage, and the ceremony, well, it was... Boring. It was boring, but the reception was great. Oh, I get it. 
See, and that was, it, it's a perfect joke for this, such an evening as this. Um, an evening put, such as this. What do you call it when a snowman throws a tantrum? Well, it's a meltdown. And, you know, Susan told me to stop acting like a flamingo, so I had to put my foot down. Oh, God. Oh, Gando. Now, who's the most popular guy at the nudist colony? Gando, well, it's the one who can carry a cup of coffee in each hand and a dozen donuts. Um, Now, speaking of nudity, a woman walks out of the shower and winks at her boyfriend and says... Honey, I shaved myself down there. Do you know what that means? The boyfriend says, yeah, it means the drain's clogged again. Uh-oh. Oh, speaking of genitalia, Kendall, how do you make (laughs) a pool table laugh? Well, you tickle its balls. Oh, yikes. Yikes uh, When does a duck, when does a duck wake up? Well, at the quack of dawn. Uh Uh-huh. what kind of tea is hard to swallow? Mm-hmm. That would be reality. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. Now, Kendall, what do you call a cheap circumcision? A ripoff. And finally for me, <laughs> Kendall, there's this guy sitting at the doctor's office, and the doctor walks in and says... I have some bad news. I'm afraid you're going to have to stop masturbating. And the guy says, I don't understand, Doc. Why do I have to stop masturbating? And the doctor says, Because I'm trying to examine you. Whoa. Oh, yikes. Yikes. Yes, please don't do that when you go into the doctor. Oh, Kendall is so offended by that one. And I think that that means we're walking that fine edge of edgy <laughs> comedy if some well, people are offended. Cliff, speaking of that, you know, make sure that you always pack underwear, toothbrush, toothbrush, some cash and a charger in whatever bag is on your body the entire time you're traveling. Oh, so you can brush your teeth and brush your underwear wherever you go. Well, you know, all the important things. Oh, sorry. I got so distracted because I that re-bride, she just ran back into the stockroom in tears, and her arms were just oh flailing. Goodness. Oh, oh, oh boy. There's, there's trouble in paradise, I'm afraid. Oh, 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 oh no. Uh, this previously happy couple, why, they're having some sort of a, a disagreement about something, and now they're threatening not to renew their vows, boys. Oh, why? Oh, I knew they shouldn't have, have been, you know, talking in front of the amethyst over there. Oh, that's terrible. And they've been together for so many years, and now they're not going to renew their vows? No, it's just dreadful, dear. Oh, it makes me really stop and wonder if love exists at all. Do you think it does? I mean, these people, they're dispelling every notion of happily ever after for me. Oh, dear, well, I I don't know if if it's such, the stakes are so high, we should really go talk to them and try to fix this thing. Oh, yes, I'm very nervous. Oh, oh my, my bowels are also very upset. Oh, oh yeah. very yeah. upset about this couple and their vow renewal ceremony. Oh, 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 excuse oh, let's, me. Dear, let, dear, let's get you out of here. You're really filling up oh, the, the booth. Yeah, sorry about that. Let's, let's go talk to them and see if we can't fix things. Oh, I'm going to get some paper towels, sugar lump. Oh, I don't think paper towels is going to do it. We just mm. had that carpet clean. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Carpet. Kendall, that reminds me. Uh, That's why you should travel with extra underwear. <laughs> That's one reason. But you said carpet, and it reminded me that I just finished the wonderful Barbara Streisand autobiography. And it's called This Is... No, it's not called This Is Me. It's called My Name Is Barbara. <laughs> and it's called Her Name Is Barbara. And it just, so many times I was reading the book and I thought, that's why Barbara and I are just so alike. Because I have always thought, you know, people do these Broadway shows and they try to do everything exactly the same every night. And I I really have just thought before, I I don't know if I could do 
the same every night. I don't ever, you know, and Barbara's just like me because <laughs> we are, we're improv, improv, improvisational and we're doing things different. We're, we're singing songs. We might go a different way, go up when we're supposed to go down. We might play, you know, and we're unpredictable. Is the deal <laughs> a, a director's dream? Yes. Well, no, but you know we're going to do it good. Yeah. That was always my thing. You know, when we I, don't know how it's coming out, but it's going to be good. <laughs> when I directed all those mini films twenty years ago or so at Watkins, the out of business film school, I, as Barbara would do, she would hire someone who she knew it would be good. And now, if Rand did it different well, once or twice, good. Keep me on my toes. And I'm there <laughs> to adjust the levels of sadness. Be sadder in the next day. Less sad. Or uh, the like, you know? I'm there to do that. And, of course, Barbara, she's far more invested as a director as I could ever be. But, it, you know, it just we're so alike. And I, I, it just, that's the, what I really took away from My Name is Barbara. <laughs> so, folks, get thee to the bookseller. I went to a Barnes & Noble, even though I know they're not a mom-and-pop store. that feels like they are compared to ordering from Amazon. So I went to Barnes & Noble in Smackover the day of the release and bought it. And oh, it was just so wonderful. It was it's what I'll always remember this year for. Well, I would hope it ends with to be continued. I would hope so too. Oh, and that's just you know, it's one of those things you get so mad at the sexism and the this and the that of all the deals, the Hollywood backroom deals that oh, yeah. fall, and it's so annoying. To see but, the, but here's what I like about it is because she goes into a very detailed detail about stuff. And you know me that like I know exactly what she's talking about, these albums, these movies. <laughs> so tell me all about it, Barbara. And I want all the hot goss. Yeah. And that's one thing I liked. This is controversial about the Woody Allen <laughs> memoir uh, was but he like every movie, even the ones that is like. Uh, while you know nobody cares about such and such movie, he he, he mentioned it. He talked about it, and, and lots of times he himself said, it, "And now this one turned out especially bad, and I don't know why, you know, or something to that effect." <laughs> he, they they both were very uh, self deprecating, but anyway, Kendall, just like me, <laughs> and, just like you, just like me, I just, can't do it. We're the all same. in good company. I can't do it the same. And if you're mad about that, you have to just blame the fact that after so many years of doing this show, my brain is tuned out. It's thinking about Barbara, okay? Well, you know what's not tuned out? Uh, us, this show? My bladder. Oh, Cliff, I gotta, I got to take a break. And I also want to go find out if we can eat the food now or if we have to wait if they're actually going to renew the vows or not. Because, you know, go, if it's yeah, canceled, we'll, we can just eat now. We'll just go ahead and cut the cake. All right. Yeah, we'll so be we'll, right we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. I'm calling on all the spirits of everyone who's ever died in this house. Paramount Pictures presents Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Jessica. Jessica. Who are you? Why have you been following me? I'm in your butt. You want to die, girl. You want to die. Scare Jessica to death. The screen has captured cold, deadly horror before, but this time it's all turned loose in your direction. Let's scare Jessica to death. Rated GP. And now, welcome back to our show. Senorita, waiting for me down in Old Mexico. 
can of that champagne up there while they're out there fighting about the toilet or whatever well, it was. You got the champagne. I got the, um, I got nothing because Mrs. Potterbutt about a turn said, she was like, no, it's, it's, that we're, they're still talking. They're still working it out. I don't know. Evidently, Charles, the contractor, is like working on their bathroom or something and redid oh, it. No. Like, which, I mean, I, sh- I could stop right there and you'd know, but. Yeah. I don't know. He put the toilet in the hallway or something, and I, one of them's not okay with it. It's just a big mess. Oh God! Now, would you like a toilet in the hallway, or would you be just like, let's? Well, no, I prefer my toilets on. in the rooms they actually go in. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know Charles thinks he's an artist, but you know, some, sometimes you want things where you need them to be. I think maybe he was just trying to. Make it easier for people to watch the Maury Povich show. Well, he is an exhibitionist when it comes to anything related to a toilet. Oh, so. God. But, and yet here we are talking about it. So anyway, Kendall, this is a show about traveling. 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 And, and speaking of singing, Cliff, this well. second half is a countdown, a mini countdown of traveling songs. Traveling, oh, wow. traveling, traveling, traveling. And that was the one I just wrote. So that one can't go on the list. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Too bad. I got a space coin over here. If you want to call it, yeah, you better flip it. I'm gonna say tails for the tail lights in the distance. Wrongo. Oh. It was heads. It was heads. Oh my god. So that means I'll start us out. All right, Cliff. Let's see. Start let's see it, where I want to start. Start it. Start right, so, spreading the countdown. Yeah. I'm leaving today. The first song, Cliff, I'm just pulling it up here, so I'm ready to really let you have it. These are songs about traveling. Songs about traveling. All right. This, this song accompanies a movie mm. that has a lot to do with traveling, mm. and it happens to be one of our favorites. Um, mm. And it has, it has the word holiday right there in the title. Oh. The Holiday Road. Holiday Road. Holiday Road. That makes me think that we must have done this episode already, but I barely remember it, so it must be time to do it again. So, it's time. Holiday roll. The history book on the shelf is always repeating itself. Well, Cliff, you know, I'd much rather hear what I have to say about, you know, holiday songs or travel songs in my 40s than I would in my 30s. It must have changed so much. <laughs> and uh, since our early 40s, when we must have done, I don't even remember when we did it. But <laughs> we've been doing shows for so long, is the point, that our brains are not working. And that brings me to, well, oops, I better not start talking about the next song because it, Mrs. Potter, butter, butter, Mr. Snowbomb are walking this way. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh dear. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but we, we have an update from the bride and groom. It seems, you know, that they've, they've, they're still arguing, but it seems that they may be making progress in the right direction. Yes, they both agreed that Charles the Contractor was at fault, and that's major headway, boys. I oh, think well, they, they could be renewing their vows any day now. Well, we should take an audience vote. I mean, he's sure to... <laughs> That, that should save the day. Anyway, <laughs> while you guys are here, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you, you walked in. in. We've got some subjects we wanted to bring up with you that are 
mildly hot, hot, oh, hot, hot, oh, hot. Oh, oh no, oh, oh goodness, not, not, not on this joyous occasion. No. Oh, not while everything is on the line and there's so much tension in the air, about Well, look, hey, we we were going to do some weird news, and we thought we didn't want to, you know, bring that up here during the wedding, so we decided some hot subjects were in order. This, this oh, way, oh. you can let off some steam. Uh, you know, why not? So, Kendall, why don't you, speaking of steam... Steam us, steam open one of your hot subjects and lay it on oh. us. Well, Daddy-o. I don't, I don't, I'm sort of afraid to do this one with Mrs. Po- Mr. Snodbottom in the booth, but um, oh my, a high school teacher's Satan costume causes a hell of a controversy. <laughs> oh, yep, there it goes. Uh, an educator has been suspended after a few students were reportedly spooked by a teacher's Spirit Week costume, the devil himself. And so this teacher's been suspended. Uh, a few students reportedly spooked. I already said that. Then the students uh, showed up to the classroom last week, and the teacher was wearing devil horns and carrying a pitchfork. He's in a lot of a hell of a lot of trouble. Uh oh, Kendall. Well, you know, as always, I advocate for the devil, so I'm on his side. Oh my goodness! Dear. Oh no, never, not for Satan, Bowers. Why not dress up as Christ, the risen King, for Halloween? Now there's an inspirational costume. Well, you know, if he would have been friends with you, you could have told him that. But he decided Satan was his costume. <laughs> well, maybe he was going off of scary things, and Satan is scary to some. It uh, certainly is scary. This is something that I think is scary. It's happening in real life as opposed to um, hell. This is a <laughs> pond in Hawaii. And Kendall and Mrs. Potter, but I better turn Mr. Snodbottom. You might be thinking this pond, I bet it's a beautiful blue, maybe a nice green or a turquoise. No, 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 no. It's turned bright pink and experts oh, are voicing concerns about the bizarre phenomenon. Curious onlookers have been flocking to the pond after, ugh, what else but social media got the word out. And volunteers at the Kialia, which I'm sure I said wrong, Pond National Wildlife Refuge on Maui, some of whom have been around the water for 70 years, say they have never seen anything like it before. And the first person who noticed it was quoted as saying, there's something weird going on over here. I know this sounds like (laughs) a weird news segment, but I think it's a hot subject because while it may look fun, it may look like Pepto-Bismol has a new ad campaign coming out, officials think the cause of the pond turning pink could be more concerning. They said it might be a drought or toxic algae or halobacteria, or just something awful, something even scarier, possibly, (laughs) everybody. Something awful. (laughs) (laughs) It remains a mystery as to why the color has changed. Oh, I I would have said maybe it was a promo for the Barbie movie, but it came out so long ago. Maybe it's for the Barbie movie coming out on DVD and Blu-ray at a store near you. That's where they had all the fires. I'm sure that is like a warning from the environment saying like, Things are getting worse and worse. Things are getting worse. Your water's turning to Pepto-Bismol. Hello, hello, hello. I'm sure it wouldn't help you to drink it like you would Pepto-Bismol. Oh, no. My bowels are very worried at the very mention of it, dear. Oh, I I got a story here that Cliff is just going to blow your mind. Oh, my God. Um, you know Goldie Hawn, right? I love Goldie Hawn. I know you love her. Well, what's your favorite you take Goldie it. Hawn movie? Uh, Everybody, we're gonna go around. Everybody, say your favorite uh, one. Death, Death becomes her. Oh, I love it. Okay, if I can't say Death becomes her, I will say. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, I guess I have to say because I mean of course it's the three queens we three queens is what the bible when the new bible comes out it'll be we three queens about Goldie Bette Midler and Diane Keaton the first wives club of course right that's a good one that's Uh, a good one Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn what's your favorite Goldie Hawn movie 
Oh dear, it's a classic. I love the old Overboard. Wasn't that such a cute little movie? <laughs> oh, that one was very cute. I love the one with Stephen Martin, the house sitter, where they sit for the house because it's empty and and oh, 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 oh the shenanigans that the oh, two I of love them that one too. get up to. Oh, 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 even my bowels are very entertained. Oh, so entertained. Thanks All right. That was a great, great thing to do, Kendall, just bring well, up Goldie Hawn. that was not the hot subject. Oh. This one's going to be a hot subject for us because, uh, you know, since you love Goldie Hawn, you have to listen to what she says. She says an E.T. touched her and it felt like a <laughs> finger of God. <laughs> I love she it. She said it was... Said the Oscar winner said the encounter was the most benevolent, loving feeling. Said this was powerful. It was filled with light. There you go. She was touched by an alien. I love it. I wish I had been there with her. To oh, yeah, that, I, that sounds like the Lord was with her. Oh, what a funny young lady there. All right. Well, everybody, there's. I have a hot subject, too, that's it's even hotter than that Goldie Hawn subject. Even this, hotter than that? This is something that Kendall is always talking about. Blue balls, blue balls on a British beach. And, oh, where did they come from, everybody? Thousands. Imagine this. A beach covered with thousands of mysterious blue rubber balls that washed up on British beaches. Blue rubber balls on British beaches, by God. (laughs) Are you just warming up? (laughs) They came from a power plant. Oh, dear Lord. The Tees Valley oh, Wildlife no. Trust said the spongy rubber balls are used to clean pipes at the Hartlepool Power Station, and they occasionally spill out by the thousands into the sea when too much pressure builds. Uh, the balls are made of rubber and not radioactive, so they say. What are they going to say? That was yes, my next they question. are. They're go- what are they going to say? Well, yeah, they are radioactive. Uh, but, of course, they are still a danger to marine wildlife. Hmm. The trust <laughs> is asking members of the public to report locations where the blue balls are burdening beaches so that people can come and retrieve them. Oh, wow. Ugh. That's my reaction what? to that one. What a bummer that story is. Bummer Blue Ball Beach Bummer is a good headline for that when oh, the, people the write their diaries. Animals. Why why does no one think of the animals? Oh I don't know. Oh, dear. oh my. Oh why it looks like the bride and groom. Why they're holding hands. Oh, that's a very good side. Yeah, we should go check and make sure everything's okay. Oh, alright. Well you guys you just give them my best. Oh, and before you go, tell them this may seal the deal, everybody, with the whole vow renewal. But And I will, since you came here to our store, we have all the equipment, all right, I'll be happy to sing a love song as the bride and groom go down the aisle. I did sing once. This is true, the true truth, something that Barbara Streisand and I both cherish, the truth. I sang... This song for a bride and groom over 20 years ago. Love, soft as an easy chair. Love, fresh as the morning air. Oh, look, they're looking over here. They see you. Don't spoil oh, it for them. They, are, they're, they love it. They love it. Right. Give me 15 minutes and I can be singing that for you as you walk back down the aisle as a remarried oh, couple. I thought you All meant right. give me 15 minutes of time to sing. <laughs> well, I'll need at least that long for encores built in. <laughs> but anyway, I, I have seen, I have seen, I have sang, sung. Yes, I did sing Evergreen at <laughs> a wedding years ago. Now, that couple is no longer married. They were only married for like a day or a week or something. But don't tell them. Rebriding the re- it won't matter to them because they're already well, married. To have loved and lost is still better than to have never loved never at all. Loved at all. They can. Oh Jesus, you're so poetic, Kendall. All right. And so, I, oh, it's now up to me 
to introduce the number five song. It's now this to you. Travel song. Here, Kendall, this one is about something that I and Barbara can both identify with. It's belches. About, no, Barbara never belches. Uh, that's one way we're different. We're a little bit a little different in that way. Uh, but no, Kendall, this is one. It's about traveling, the travel of being on tour. Remember our world-spanning ride tour? We probably felt like oh, this. Oh, I remember it. And it starts like this. I was sick and tired. Wishing every show was the last show. And of course, we identify with it. All I do is eat and sleep and sing. Uh, of course, I would have to say, all I do is eat and 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 sleep and sing and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Feeling like a number one. Abba was super trooper and the travels of a superstar who misses someone from home. Kendall, can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, Cliff, it, what's funny is when you were singing that, you did, you transported me to another world because at one point I thought, what are we doing? What, what were we? I was like, and I completely forgot it was like part of the count. Yeah. I was just listening to the song. Yeah. Barbara and I do that. When we start singing, when we release the nightingale into the room, people often have out-of-body experiences. Possibly, I'm not saying definitely, but possibly when Goldie Hawn was at Barbara's One Voice concert in 1984, uh, a concert against nuclear uh, arms, by the way, I think... Possibly Goldie was so moved She had an out of body experience When she heard Barbara singing that <laughs> night And that she it. thought You know, she her mind was like You know, it's just a couple days ago You went to see E.T. in the theater And, <laughs> you know And then when she heard Barbara sing the notes On the way we were It was just all over, brother It was all over The way when I hear Piano Man It's all over Clip. Yeah. Yes, Kendall. Number three. It's very important. Four. To, to me. Oh, is it four. number four? Number four. Number four. Oh, well, that messes up my whole rhyme. Number four is very important <laughs> to Thor and to, to me. Thor. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Cliff, this song I played in marching band in high school. And oh. not only... Not only did I play this song, I also won Best Solo with this song. Oh, my God. And then it went on to really every time I had to travel somewhere and I had to go away, it would come back up and I'd think about it again. It would just, it's it's such a great song. It's such a sad song. It's such an um, emotional song, Cliff. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking. It's early morn. Taxi's waiting. He's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome. I could cry. So Now that's a great traveling song, and and also for whatever other reason we counted it down before. But you know we've done so many shows, we're going to count 
it, listeners, eventually we'll do a countdown of all the countdowns where we counted down leaving on a jet plane because it's so good. There's only so it, many things in the world to count down. <laughs> We're going to run into reruns eventually. <laughs> and that's okay. So, uh, listen, my dream as a child was to one day be in reruns. And I'm there. Cliff, I'm there. you know, the way things are in Hollywood these days, there are no reruns. They're just remakes. We're just remaking it. Remakes, reboots, new audience. Re-this, reboots, re-that. yeah. It's new. It's that. So, uh, that's a great one. Uh, leaving on a jet plane. Wonderful. All right. So number three, what is important to me. There you go. Is number three. And this one, oh my. Of course, I was just so bowled over and influenced by My Name is Barbara, the book. I do envy the people. I like to read them. Um, you know, I, I enjoy being able to read while my eyes still work and my brain still makes sense of the words on the page. But I am a little bit jealous. I've seen a lot of people posting about the Barbara audiobook where she reads it, and it is, no kidding, 48 hours long. <laughs> and part of me just really wants to hear Barbara talk to me for 48 hours. So I could see a world where in the future I have to get that just to hear it all again. Oh, see, no, that's one one of the things. I always want the audiobook because I want to hear the person that, like, like, when I listen to Betty White, with her autobiography. I just loved hearing her say all the stories, you know. Well, I do love it. And here's the thing that Barbara and I would both insist on, which is what makes the audio book. Of course, it's Barbara reading to you, talking to you for that long. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello, gorgeous. But it, she has seen to it. It's not some abridged version with stuff left out. This shit is unabridged, Kendall. That's why it's 48 hours. And so one day, <laughs> when I read my chapter on Helen's Gone, and I talk about Ryan being there, and I was saying, you know, this one scene, I just needed her to be a little bit sadder. So <laughs> what I did, I got together with her after that first take, and I said, Ryan, a little bit sadder in this next one. And when Cliff wasn't looking, I said, think of a time when you were sad. <laughs> No, that's that. I got Kendall to do that that scene where she's supposed to be really annoyed and almost like throwing it. <laughs> hey, I didn't say how, I brought the emotion. I still brought it. <laughs> See, that's the deal. So long as you get the performance, that yeah. is all that matters. Anyway, do what Kendall, you gotta do number three. Number two. No. What you just did, number three, it was important to me. Remember you said. And what was it? I don't remember. <laughs> Because I didn't introduce it. I never got there. Oh, you were that. I was like, I know you just talked about it, but I didn't remember what song it was. Uh, That is all to say. It's, of course, (laughs) a Barbara Streisand song. And it starts like this. Free and easy. That's my style. That's my style. How do you do me? Watch me. Smile, but fare thee well, me after one. Cause I gotta roam, and any place I hang my hat is home. Sweet and Okay, well, that's another. I'm weaving in a travel tip into this song pick. <laughs> you just have to make yourself at home wherever you go. Our home is Earth. And as long as you're on Earth, and even if you're hovering slightly above, any place you hang your damn hat is home, Kendall. Any place I hang my hat is home. When the spirit moves me across the river and the bed, how do strange 
keeps a whispering wrong. Well, so that's a good segue into the next song. Because... And is it a song about hats? No, no it's, it's kind of a song about home. Because Sam, you made the hat too long. No, it's the pants too long, Kendall. The person in this song was, uh, you know, they, they weren't quite cutting it where they were, and they, they needed to go back to home, back home. And that place uh, was Georgia Cliff, and they took the midnight oh. train. Oh. So he's leaving the life. He's come to know. Ooh. He said he's going. He said he's going back to find. Going back to find. Ooh, 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 what's left of this world? I love it. I love it. I love the it. The world he left it. behind. Not so long ago. He's leaving. Leaving. I love it. I love it. I love it. What a great one. And we all, don't we all just want to leave on the midnight train? <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's true. I always want to go get on that midnight train and go back to Georgia, even though I never lived there. The metaphorical Georgia. Metaphorical Georgia, yes. Metaphorically and metaphysically speaking, Kendall. I think that would be beautiful. Now that brings us, am I mistaken? Is this brings us to number one? You're not mistaken. Kendall, this travel song, it's back to the metaphorical, metaphysical travel sense. Because, see, entertainers like me, like Barbara, we also, we like to get you in the heart, in the heart when we perform. One way or another. Yeah, similar to that. But this one, this is a song. I doubt you've ever even heard it, Kendall. That's okay. (laughs) I've doubted before. It's okay. This was a song. uh, You know, what just happened was Thanksgiving. (laughs) And this is a song called Pilgrim. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. of an eye and you know sometimes the road was rocky along the way boys but I was never traveling sometimes the road was rocky along the way boys I was never traveling alone with me again on some I had you, Kendall, and I had Barbara, the angel on my shoulder, and we had the listeners, and can you believe this? We are the angels on their shoulders. And in your ear. And in your ear, in our bits of humanity, all I have to say is... Ain't no need to cry for me, boys. Ain't no need to cry. And we're just pilgrims on this eternal traveling road. Believe and you it know, or not. Well, and I know you've already come to number one, but just as an honorary mention, I think you need to sing 
Uh, when, when right we're, along? No, when we're when we're when the show's over. Take me home, country road. <laughs> country road. Um, look! Oh my God! Look, they are <gasps> there. The wedding is on. It's happening. Thank uh, God, we look, can eat soon. We can eat. Fonky is walking down the aisle. She got the ring on that pillow. Oh, I you better get warmed up. up. I see. Cause love lovers are oh. very special people. Oh, that's the wrong song. I better brush up on the lyrics here. All right, Kendall, we'll be not back after this. We'll be back next week. <laughs> see ya. Never bitches. No, we'll see you next week.